Hello, and thank you for tuning into Answers from the Lab, where we share Mayo Clinic knowledge and advancements on the state of testing and science from laboratory leaders and the people who are making it happen behind the scenes. I'm Dr. Bobby Pritt, your host, and the clinical microbiologist and the chair of the Division of Clinical Microbiology at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. For today's episode, we welcome Lisa Willems from our product management team at Mayo Clinic Laboratories for a test and focus interview. Thank you for the introduction, Dr. Pritt. Today we'll be discussing Mayo Clinic's PM3CX test with Dr. Lisa Rimza. And before we proceed with the test details, Dr. Rimza, would you provide a brief background about yourself, please? So certainly, I'm Dr. Lisa Rimza. I work for Mayo Clinic at the Arizona campus. I am a hematopathologist by training and also have worked in molecular laboratories, directing them and developing new tests, primarily related to diagnosis and prognostic studies for lymphoma. Thank you, Dr. Rimsa. You are definitely a subject matter expert to share and delve into insights about this test, which is around diffuse large B-cell lymphoma. So would you please give an overview of the test? And again, this is our PM3CX test. Diffuse large B-cell lymphoma is a broad term for several different types of diseases. And what we came to realize in the last decade with specialized molecular studies is that there's a subgroup of cases which occur primarily in the mediastinum, mainly in young women, and that is locally aggressive. So it has some features that are different from other diffuse large B-cell lymphomas. In fact, of all the types of lymphoma, there's greater than 70 types, only two are more common in women than men, and this is one of them. For a long time, people thought, well, that is just a subtype of the global diffuse large B-cell lymphoma, but we realize now it really is its own separate disease at a molecular level, at the cytogenetics level, at the immunophenotypic level. And as I said, clinically, it tends to be locally aggressive. And when it relapses, relapses in unusual locations, such as in the retroperitoneum. The question has always been how to define this disease because it does have overlap with other types of diffuse large B-cell lymphoma. And diffuse large B-cell lymphoma, the usual type, can incidentally occur in the mediastinum and primary mediastinal B-cell lymphomas sometimes first are discovered outside the mediastinum in regional lymph nodes or et cetera. So there can be some clinical overlap. So then you have to go to additional features to hone in on the diagnosis. Which patients should have this testing? I heard primarily female, but uh, just if you could walk us through the patient journey as far as what a clinician may be identifying or what may present itself, and then just who should this testing be performed for and on behalf of? Yeah, generally these tests will be ordered, I would think, by other pathologists who are struggling with the diagnosis. Oftentimes, as I said, the patients are younger and female, but they can certainly be any age, and certainly men can get the disease as well. The mediastinum is almost always involved. Occasionally, it can be such a small tumor there that it's not detectable. And as I mentioned, it can occur in other areas of the body, other lymph nodes and regional areas. So basically, the case would come forward and it would look clinically, you would suspect by radiology that there's a mass there, a biopsy would be taken 
large cells would be seen under the microscope that expressed B cell markers. Mm -hmm. The decision then has to be made, is this the usual diffuse large B cell lymphoma, which gets one type of chemotherapy, or is it in fact the primary mediastinal B cell type? Now we do have some immunostains that can be helpful, but they're not definitive. Also biopsies that are coming from the mediastinum are often small because of the delicate nature of the location. They're also sometimes crushed again because of the small size of the forceps and et cetera, taking the tissue biopsy. So the cases that we've seen coming in are either the immunostochemistry did not really sort it out very well. The, the cytology, what it looked like under the microscope wasn't classical for PMBL. Uh, which has a slightly different uh, appearance under the microscope, or the, the tissue was crushed, or it's very, very small, or they just feel that they need some additional level of evidence in order to change the chemotherapy regimen to the specific one for primary mediastinal B-cell lymphoma. That is very informative. And just relative to this test, it is qualitative, and RNA, Dr. Rimsa? Yeah, so what we do is we extract RNA from the tissue and we look at the tissue first under the microscope. We make sure we take an area of the tissue that has a significant amount of tumor, at least 60% tumor. We cut sections off of that, extract the RNA, and then we use a digital gene expression profiling, which we are performing on the nanostring encounter instrument. And we measure the expression levels of a, of a panel of genes. And then we have a mathematical algorithm that takes that data, analyzes it, first of all, says whether it's good quality data. And second of all, we'll say, is this most likely a PMBL or a DLBCL? And we want it to fall in the category of at least 90% probability that it's PMBL before we will say that's what it is. And the opposite 90th percentile for DLBCL, everything else in the middle, we call unclear, but those are very infrequent actually. Usually the cases sort out very specifically to one side or the other. Thank you. That is very interesting actually that it is in one category or the other most mm -hmm. often. Mm -hmm. um, and then after making that determination, then it is identifying the cell of origin, correct? Right. So a separate uh, test that we had developed was for diffuse large B-cell lymphoma, the usual type. There are two subcategories, activated B-cell and germinal center B-cell. And these also have different signaling pathways in the cell. And there's different data coming out that maybe they should be treated, not all in a uniform manner. Now you can try to sort these into the two types with immunosochemistry, but when compared to using molecular methods, immunochemistry routinely is about in the low 80s as far as accuracy. So 83% accurate on the original paper. And it's not very reproducible between different laboratories. You could take one case and send it to multiple laboratories and get different answers. So we like using the molecular test because it is so accurate you can test the same case 20 times and you'll get the same result every time. So it's very reproducible and it does sort into the two categories. So the way the lymph three, the PM3CX works is it first tells you we have a primary mediastinal. If that's true, stop. If it's a diffuse large B cell lymphoma, 
then it goes on to tell you which type, ABC or GCB subtype. Excellent, thank you. So for those patients diagnosed with diffuse large B-cell lymphoma, what would be a particular recommendation around treatment? Yes, with the caveat that I'm a pathologist and I don't treat patients, but typically for diffuse large B-cell lymphoma, patients will be treated with a regimen known as RCHOP, which stands for rituximab and monoclonal antibody, and then a combination of other drugs. Sometimes additional things are added onto that, particularly if it is the ABC subtype of diffuse large B-cell lymphoma. In contrast for the primary mediastinal lymphomas, they often get a more intense regimen, which is called dose-intense, and typically at this time it's called dose-adjusted EPOC-R. So there is some differences in the chemotherapy between DLBCL and PMBL. Insights or nuances about this test that I may not have asked about that you would like to share more about, Dr. Rimsa? Currently, for primary mediastinal B-cell lymphoma, a patient will present with some signs or symptoms of lymphoma and they get some sort of imaging and they might see a mass there somewhere in the chest and they'll get the biopsy. And as I said, it's not that specific looking. There are some features under the microscope and some image chemistry, but you may leave yourself wondering which one is this really going to be. And right now, the, the standard of diagnosis is radiology with clinical presentation and with morphology and image chemistry put together. But this adds another layer on if any one of those pieces doesn't really fit the puzzle well, leaving you wondering, then this is the test that you would order. And there is no other molecular test uh, such as this out there for this disease. Excellent. Dr. Rimza, thank you for sharing today and being our subject matter expert about our PM3CX test. Mayo Clinic has a full spectrum of testing for patients to receive the right test and care. To learn more about PM3CX testing and other testing, please visit mailcliniclabs.com. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to Answers from the Lab. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and don't forget to tune in every Thursday and every other Tuesday.